You're listening to the 14 Questions Podcast. We'll be right back. Hello and welcome to the 14 Questions Podcast. (laughs) Or welcome back. Or welcome back. It's a Monday. It feels like a Monday. I'm all discombobulated in my head. I put the break before the intro and the intro after the break and here we are. That's okay. That was like take four. (laughs) Something like that. Well, the first couple were just tests because we were having some technical difficulties with the software we used to engineer this thing lovely lovely podcast that we do here so what are we talking about oh you have a you have a but how is oh hold on how's your holiday Uh, you know yeah okay the same as the last two iterations of 2020 i'd rather not even think about it there we go but i mean but i mean you know you know is what it is yeah okay what are we talking about (laughs) how was your holiday how was your holiday about about the same you know about the same yeah some of the everybody going through the motions and you know, no, it was good. It was good. There we were, and now we aren't. So yeah, Teddy was excited. He got a new bird. Oh, he got a new bird. Teddy gets like a new bird every quarter. Yeah, at least. He's like, it's, is this a special day, or has it just been three months again? He actually unwrapped it, though, like with his snout. Like he knew which one was his, and he stuck his snout in there. This and, surprises me not. Yeah, it's kind of hilarious. And he's actually in the studio with us tonight, being quite quiet. As he is most nights. Yes. We've said his name twice, and he's still just sleeping like a little puppy, yes. like a little hundred-pound puppy over there. So <laughs> there you go. We won't say his name anymore, at the risk of waking up, alerting the dog. So, folks, I think Brandon has a button on the board. You actually put it. You, you just want to introduce this topic this way, I think, right? I mean, I don't have a button on the board, but I can find a button real quick. Yeah, what were you? Maybe we were discussing this even before we started recording. <laughs> We were. I, it was a hypothetical, I thought, but. Yeah, there we are. So, folks, I turned to Rana. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what, what is all this noise? Can we turn it off? Can we turn it off, please? Yes, we can. Radio. Radio. Yeah, radio. It's weird because we don't think about, you know, radio and day-to-day life. You're like, oh, the radio? Who uses that anymore? In your car. I mean, most people though, do they really, or are they, are they Bluetoothed up? Like I mean, checking out Pandora or Spotify or Apple music or things they just have stored locally on their device. You know, 14 questions podcast. podcast. <laughs> yeah, like, like whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I, I can't for me, I, it, man, when was the last time I listened to the radio in the car? Like the actual AM FM radio. Well, I'm an NPR junkie. So on purpose you know. anyway, yeah. I've had a couple of, Moments where my phone and my car just didn't want to talk to one another. And so you default to either no noise at all or noise you don't want. But, you know, it's kind of a antiquated technology. I don't think so. Like in this country, at least in this country, that may may be similar in other countries. It kind of lets you know where you are. You know, because you'll be, you know, from my experience in this country, it's like you start flipping through the radio channels. You're like, okay. 200 miles of range in the gas tank. I guess I'm going to go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> giddy up. I'm, giddy I'm up. halfway getting, folks. Yeah, well, re- I mean, regionally, if you tune into the right AM and or FM station, yeah, you might learn a lot about where where you are, quite literally. Badget you know. stuff, yeah. Now, are we talking like high-level, you know, analysis of current events and the news? or Space aliens. Are we like, come on down to Huey's used car lot. Let's go. We've got used cars for days. Space uh, aliens. And space aliens. <laughs> <laughs> so, why, why do you always circle back to the aliens? I guess we're talking about radio. So yeah, we're taking radio frequency. It's, yeah. it's not it's like we don't aliens. have a couple of radio telescopes pointed 
to the sky listening for dying stars and pulsars and quasars and green people. Maybe, maybe little gray people. Yeah. So this was what, this was first, I mean, my understanding, you've got a much better grasp of this, but they were experimenting with the idea of wireless telegraph stuff, like in the 1830s, but it wasn't until, you know, 20 years later that things started to come together. And then basically who you had mentioned, the fellow you had mentioned was, um, Uh, Marconi. Marconi. Yeah. Well, it starts with Hertz though, which you got to give him credit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we, we, we measure this stuff with his name. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. He's become the unit of measurement. Yeah. And then Maxwell's referenced in here and then notes, but, uh, so your fellow that he was an Italian, right? He was an Italian. Yeah. And what did it, what's his big, cause he had like, he, he was figuring out that what frequencies or something. I think he was the first one to actually, cause Hertz was a theoretical proposition. Like he goes, this should be possible. <clears throat> and I think Marconi off the top of my head was the first one to practically transmit a radio signal. Uh, and receive and go, oh, see, this works. It's no longer theoretical. It's We, we can use it now. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, that burst. The telegraphs for one, and obviously, you know, AM, FM radio as we think about it. And telegraphs are pretty important. Still uh, important. For a time, yeah. Yeah. Depending. But yeah. yeah and, and then radio, you know, radio frequencies and radio waves. Oh, my God. They're everywhere. Everything, it was, everything well, we use this, in the, the modern world. Why would, yeah, well, well, we'll get there in a second. But so early days, right? So we, we, right now we still have AM, FM, and then what, HD, right? High def? Sort of. Yeah, which it, is, I don't even know much about high def radio signal. I would assume it's, it's, it's a it's digital. A, it's a modulated yeah, it's a, I think radio it's, signal. So it, it contains I, multiple frequencies instead of just one. Um, it's digitized. It's not analog, I think, right? Well, I mean, the waves are still going to be analog waves to a degree, yeah. but then they're okay, communicating gotcha. bits instead of just being, what, what mm. do I want to say? Not decoded is not the word. Listened to, I guess. Yeah. You know, um, it's a real scientific explanation here on the yeah, we're so questions good. Yeah. on a Monday digging, evening. Digging deep, digging deep tonight. Yeah, we're, we're, um, we're going down. I'm like, ah, put me on the spot. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not even going to try. And then AM, FM is what? Frequency modula- modulation and amplitude. So, so yeah, how big are the waves, or how frequent are the waves? Yeah, uh, is the difference between you know frequencies or yeah amplitude, basically, hmm. or what we think of as the radio stations. Interesting. Anyhow, yeah, everywhere. People don't realize it. I didn't quite realize it either. We just don't think about it. No, you know. Like broadcast television, it's really radio, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So that whole video killed radio. the radio star thing is, yeah. nah, video is still a radio star. Oh, uh, oh uh. well, it was, but. Yeah, Brandon won't let me play even four seconds of that song because. I'm just saying, I'm trying not get to get sued over here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Anyhow, no, but it, it is kind of fascinating because it's still, it, it, it's everywhere, right? I mean, we're pumping radio. Everything's a radio it's a, you know, signal of one sort or another, right down to your, your mobile cell phones. Yeah. I mean, your cell phone, your Bluetooth, your Wi-Fi. It's, it's just frequency. It's radio. It's everywhere. Yeah. 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 All these different bands and bandwidths and they do so much for us. And we, we just take them for granted. Yes. Do you want to hit a uh, quick break and come back? 
Yeah, well, we'll take a break and we'll come back. I know, I know you got a thing you want to bitch about. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. Wrap my head around the thing. Yeah, so without further ado. All right, folks. We'll be right back. Sit tight. Welcome back to the 14 questions. Had to uh, take a quick break that turned into a much longer break. <laughs> Every once in a while, we just get sidetracked. Rabbit holes. And uh, yeah, you, you go down a thing and go down a thing. Because we're talking about, you know, radio and cell phones and all these places that radio waves are used now. And then. Well, it was in my notes. Like I was having it in my head and cell phone technology was well, yeah. about I mean, then. We were going to pivot towards cell phones regardless. But then you start poking around in that 15 seconds. You could do a lot in 15 seconds. Like <laughs> I, did, I, wanna, I, I almost want to ask everybody a question and then encourage them to pause this thing and tweet us your answer. Let's do it. Before you finish the episode. So I'm going to ask a question. Pause this thing. And tweet us an answer. And the question is this. In what year was the first mobile phone communication? Yeah, and don't Google it like we just did. <laughs> no, it, 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 it blew my mind. So, so blew pause, my mind. Think about it. Shoot us your best guess. We'll know if you're cheating. Uh, yes. And then come back here. And so. Okay. The, the shall, we take a, shall we just take a moment? For the pause. We'll take a moment. Okay. Good did enough. you tweet us? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. The, the answer is June 17th, 1946. Yeah. Blew my mind. Blew my I, mind. I would never would have guessed. That right. the, and the first. You have the cute. You, mobile. You, we cubed up a thing you found online during break. Yeah. I found an ad for this from the, the 1940s. And. You know, so folks, this is a mobile phone call. It's not a cellular telephone communication. That didn't happen until 1983 or so. Just so these about. were basically for corporate use. It was an 80 pound device that was mounted in like just 80, and just 80 pounds, 80 pound, 80 pound, <laughs> telephone. 80 pound telephone. <laughs> and so instead of having a series of, of towers to relay this frequency back and forth between devices and, and what we think of as modern cellular technology, essentially you would, you'd pick up and say, I need to reach my driver. And the switchboard operator would say, Oh, and you go, yeah, they should be around this town. And they would route the call on the landlines to the next switchboard operator in the town you're trying to reach. And then they had a mobile department with just a broadcast antenna and receiver. Mm -hmm. And they would use FM frequencies to then make a call to that truck and then route it back through the landlines. But you, they actually had mobile telephones in 1946. Yes. Yeah, ridiculous. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, CB radios and whatnot, I get, but they have mobile Telephone yeah. service that integrated with you want to play the you want to play the do you want to play the ad blew blew us yeah, away no, folks I just, I just wanted to explain like the concept because it really did I was like what 1946 mobile phones and cars yep my brain 
thinking yeah. 1970s, 1980s. Me too. Know, yeah. Uh, the, like the bag phones you had in cars and whatnot. But no, no. We were off the mark by about hmm, 35 years or so. Which, <laughs> so we're usually here's, bad, here's but not a little that snippet bad. From that ad. I'm not going to play the whole thing. It was about 11 minutes long. Yeah. Um, but here we go. comes a trailer truck out on the open highway, miles from the nearest town. Let's say it's important for someone to get in touch with the drivers of this outfit. How can it be done? Watch. ZL43592, this is Joe. Hello, Joe. This is Bill. Where are you boys now? On Route 30, headed for Centerville, about 25 miles out. That's fine. We got a special. Can you pick up some stuff for the Ajax Company? It's at the Charleston Depot. Think you can handle it? Sure can, Bill. We've got enough room for it. Fine, Joe. Take care of it. Right, Bill. See you later. Bye. So how wild is that? They're advertising this mobile phone technology to integrate in, in your corporate fleets. Yeah, your truck. So you can keep tabs on your delivery drivers and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, nineteen forty six. Yeah. Yeah. And so in 47, um, the AT&T commercialized mobile telephone service started in St. Louis, actually in 46. Yeah. 40, then, 46 was the first demonstrable yeah. use of this technology. And then it really 47 and then 48, 48 caught on. Yeah. Hundred, hundreds of towns by 48 and like 5,000 customers. Um, it, it's kind of interesting. There was only so many channels available. So they're like the downfall was only so many people could make a phone call at the same time. Yeah. There were what, three channels yeah. that they used. So, so not much is fucking yeah, changed. 5,000, 5,000 5, <laughs> customers making what 30,000 calls a week. So yeah, you got, you got one a day. Yeah. <laughs> Basically if you're paying for this. Well, service. and they were, it's 15 bucks a month, which $15 was $15 a month, which was expensive. 30, 30 to 40 cents per local call. It was the equivalent to $2,012 of 176 per month. So again, not much has changed. Yeah, I was going to say 176 per month. Yeah. I mean, that's not far off the mark for yeah. some cellular service. And at yeah. least they knew that their calls would get dropped on the rando, right? And so, yeah, yeah. If you got, got outside of that radio antenna, um, then yeah, you just, you were... Shit out of luck, I suppose. Yeah. Well, right. then they get, then you get into all the development of like metal oxidized semiconductors, MOSs and LSI technology. And then, you know, bada bing, bada boom. And here we are <laughs> sort of, <laughs> it's a vastly different mobile landscape than it was yeah. in the 1940s, but still, so my, my guess absolutely folks, shocked me that it was the 1940s where we had mobile telephones. I'll let you in on my guess. Brandon's going to play my button. And y'all can guess what it is. Some of you'll know, some of you won't. <laughs> this is my reference. This is my guess to when cell phones or, or mobile phones were a thing. Yeah. You're like, you're like, 
When I think about mobile phones, early use, this is the first thing that pops in my head. Mine was Zach Morris on Saved by the Bell. Right. You know, that that brick of a phone he had. It's a similar, I'll give him a hint. It's a similar brick of a phone. Correct. But it's not Zach Morris on Saved by the Bell. So for for podcast trivia. Here we go. <laughs> do you know the reference? I don't care where or how you get it. Just a snippet. Just a snippet, folks. Just a snippet. So that's my my reference, <laughs> which, of course, was the original Wolf of Wall Street. Just Wall Street. Just Wall or, Street. I mean, sorry, Wall Street. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Wolf of Wall Street was a good old Michael right? Douglas. Yeah. Yeah. Because he had the brick phone. You know, the one you get a hold in your, your. Sure. Yeah. Like the thing, the iconic brick. It was less than 80 pounds. I guess that was good. <laughs> <laughs> it was less than 80 pounds, but you weren't putting it in your pocket. Correct. For sure. Yeah. The big, ugly, gray brick of a phone. No, you put it in your, you know, your suitcase, your briefcase, your briefcase, <laughs> your metal, the metal briefcase everybody have. carried money around in. I feel like we're going sideways on we this, are. but we, we have to, we have to like throw a shout out to the pager. Oh, now I mean, we're talking oh, about this. The poor, you know what? We'll do a whole podcast on page. On no, pagers. On pagers. <laughs> Have half the audience will be like, what the hell's a pager? And like, these guys are really dating themselves at this point. No, they but, still have pagers. But, but yeah, but dad carries one around, you know? It, yes. It, I'm not saying they don't exist, but it wasn't. Everybody doesn't have a pager. They, they, yeah, there was like a 15 year span, I feel like. Where Can we get pagers? Were, Commonplace. You know what? I'm going to see if we can get pagers. New Year's resolution. Let's just <laughs> screw gonna, this text message. We're going to take it shit. back to 1994. We'll just page each other. And we're going to have pagers. Like I'll come up with a podcast there. idea and I'll be like, I'll just page you. And you'll know, oh, that's the podcast page. Okay. What's, what's Dan want to talk about this week? Yeah, no. That'd be fine. I, I would totally be down. I never had a pager. I always wanted one. So my father and your father, both are doctors. And uh, so my, my, my dad always had a pager growing up. Yeah. Not, not always, but probably late 80s through mid 90s had a pager. And it was, it was so cool. Mm -hmm. It was so cool. We all had these landlines. I mean, y'all got to understand this was before call waiting or caller ID or answering machines. I mean, hell, our phones were wired to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so to have this tiny little. Fit on your you belt. Know, yeah, it's like it was two inches by three inches yeah. by three quarter inches deep little device that somebody could just reach you wherever you were. Uh, and then you had to find a landline to call them back. Yeah, I mean, there was that. But it was like the advent of text messaging almost. Because yeah, somebody, some of the, the later pagers, they could deliver a text message through them and yeah. not just relay a number of a missed call that somebody. Let's bring the pager back. Yeah, you know what? I, I, let's find out if we can get pagers. We're going to get a, a, a we're pager do, we're, service we're, we're, for the 14-question yeah, podcast, <laughs> which would be kind of fun because we can we can set that up. Yeah. It would it would stop people from like no, tweeting I'll set us. Up, I'll set they up an just, account. They no, could just page us. I'll set up an account on the website, and anybody that listens to the podcast can page us. I love it. Does any, <laughs> no one does this. <laughs> you could send us a page. You can't send us okay. a text message. You can't hit us up on TikTok or yeah. Anywhere you can send us a page and we may or may not get back. And you can tweet it. about it. I'm going to, I'm going to look in this now. See, again, I thought we there were we going to go sideways with just the nope. mere mention of pagers, but I felt like we were in the, in the territory, in the realm, and you had to give a nod to this forgotten technology. I love it. I love it. Uh, but it, where are we going to go? Where this? are we going to go? We're yeah. going to go with my, we're going to go with my rant. <laughs> All right, folks, it's uh, not lost in you. If you listen to the 14 questions. I listen to NPR. 
I listen to Marketplace pretty much every night. Kai Rizdal. Okay, great. It's also great, not great. lost on you that he's a curmudgeon and cheap. Yes. So, <laughs> so the, the thing is, I get it. You know, we've covered net neutrality. We understand tech stuff, right? And they're going to throttle you and they're going to do stupid stuff because, you know, whatever. But what is really irritating to me is when I'm trying to listen to Marketplace and I'm Bluetoothing it to my speaker and it gets throttled down to nothing because it's a free app because it's free. It's free in the air, whatever. But yet the priority goes to the paid one. Like Pandora will always stream, almost inevitably always stream because it's paid. There's some handshake deal behind the scenes and that neutrality will fuck these people off, whatever. I mean, maybe Pandora just makes money so they have adequate servers to handle the traffic. Well, I mean, okay, let's not let's not beat up too hard on them. You know, national public radio people I'm not, over there. But, but you know, donate some money if you can. So April like fifth, guys. April sixteenth, two thousand and fifteen, when this came out, this and and I actually think I I heard this story originally on NPR, which I don't think it was Emma Bowman that covered it. I don't think I heard a piece of it, so I didn't realize that they were part of this effort, you know, the lobbying and everything else that was going on. Yeah, no, I remember distinctly having many conversations about this. Yeah. So six, seven years ago, all tech, all, all, yeah, exactly. All tech considered how long he's been angry folks. Yeah. Well, and it just, it just snapped me the other other day because I'm like, okay, I remember this. And so the, the title of the all tech considered piece here is the hidden FM radio inside your pocket and why you can't use it. Yeah. So folks, here, here's the thing. Let, let us tell you a little, little bit of background for years. You've had a hidden radio in your phone pretty much that would, that would do it, do, do any channel or whatever for free. Potentially. I mean, the, the, the equipment was there. So at the time Qualcomm was <coughs> manufacturing the majority of cellular modems. So it didn't matter if you had a, Samsung device or, you know, who, it didn't matter who made it in, in the realm of smartphones, most likely it had a Qualcomm chip and Qualcomm integrated an FM chipset. So it theoretically it could pick up FM radio frequencies and you could listen to your local broadcast radio stations. These manufacturers locked that out when they integrated yeah. that into the device because they were charging you for data usage. And if you were listening to the radio for free, you weren't streaming radio from somewhere else. Pissed a lot of folks off. Right. Well, and it pissed the, it pissed some of them off the cell service people who were doing like unlimited data because basically they could say, Hey, unlock this thing because we're selling them unlimited data. So the less fucking data they use, the more bandwidth we save. Exactly. So yeah. We're kind of getting screwed on. Why are they using an app to stream this FM station? That's three miles down the road that they could just listen to on the damned phone. Right. So there was all this push and pull. So interestingly enough, the congressional research service, which is a reference we use from time to time over here on the 14 questions, they've been doing stuff since 1914. This has been going on since those. So this was Linda K. Moore, Specialist in technology policy basically outlines this in her summary and then both sides of this argument. If anybody so chooses, I'll throw a reference up there for them on the, on the spaces or the Twitters or on our website. So basically they've updated this because now pretty much the FCC has given up on, but well, in this country, we should, we should remark, I was talking to Brandon earlier, th they do do this 
in the technology and the chips inside a lot of these phones, it's easier just to leave it in there in a lot of cases and not like lock it down for here, but other countries and other world market, you know, where this is important, they leave it open, you know, because they haven't quite figured out how to just, you know, sell people a bunch of data and, and apps and shit yet. Cause they don't have the tower tech and whatever. Yeah. Right. This is the infrastructure to do it. Yeah. And I think it, it you know, it, it's it, it, aside from being able to listen to broadcast radio, just if an emergency were to happen, to have that alternative means of contacting masses of people. Like, you know, you, listen, you listen to the radio and the emergency broadcast system comes on. And you, eh, eh, eh. We get that through our cell phones. But if that network is compromised or down, to have that FM backup is a much more simple technology yes. to reach massive swaths of people uh, simultaneously. So there's, there's like a practical element to this as well. Uh, for public safety reasons, in addition here, to here, definitely because it, it, in know. in this document reference, I think it was this document referenced, or maybe um, the Verge, which I'm going to mention next. This other article I I looked at referenced the um, Hurricane Sandy, and the problem is the first thing that really gets stressed are the, the the cell phone networks because everybody's trying to reach everybody. They're trying to figure out what's going on, and the argument is from the public safety side of things if you freed up a thing and people knew that they could just jump over to the thing that could not jam up the bandwidth and actually get updates and hear what the hell's going on, they wouldn't try to be doing two things at one. It, it would just free up the bandwidth and then maybe, yeah, yeah. you know, again, it's broadcast bandwidth, which is you send the signal out and anything it reaches can receive it versus routed traffic, uh, which, you know, you can only to use a shitty metaphor put so much water through a garden hose. Correct. Um, so yeah, I think there, there are reasons to encourage that. And you know, again, yeah. so this verge <laughs> article that I, that I'm going to reference, it's the, um, basically Jacob, um, Castanakes, I think is, I'm probably messing up his name. I mess up names all the time. Plus it's Monday, uh, February 16th, 2017. The verge put out an article. FCC chief wants smartphones hidden FM radios turned on, but won't do anything about it because they're in, they're in this, <laughs> they're in this locked up situation. Now this sounds like bureaucracy at its finest. We really well, want to do a thing, but we're not gonna, we're not gonna because you know, money begets money and the broadcast people yeah. on the radio side, that's a whole other thing. Or whole it's, other it's simply so, a call to action. You, you put that out there yeah. you give them the opportunity to just, go ahead and accommodate before you, you know, mandate or legislate or whatever you have to do to get a thing done. Yeah. Well, and the other problem is we, we you didn't even mention this. The other problem is what is the, the phone has to have what to work. You and I were talking about this last time where we were researching this and it was like, Oh, and I was like, Oh, that makes sense. It has to have what to work an antenna. Oh yeah, no. So, yes, yeah. sorry. I, the the FM. If you were going to use the FM radio, then you do need an antenna. And oddly enough, <laughs> and sorry, I thought you were talking about the phone specifically. And I'm no, like, no. well, it, I mean, it needs a lot of things to work. Yeah. But to use the FM chipset, you would need an antenna to receive, much like your car has an antenna to receive it, or your home has uh, an antenna for broadcast TV. If you do that sort of thing. 
and in 2015, 2016, it would use your wired headphones. Yes. The wires, like an old crystal radio, right? That yeah, yeah. made as children, uh, for those of us that were geeks and nerds and whatnot, that, that piece of wire was enough to receive that signal and go. If not, you got pretty poor reception on the FM side of things. And now, of course, we don't even have headphone jacks in the majority of phones. Yeah, uh, part part of, I mean, part of that contributes to their waterproofness and in you know protecting the phone, but also it makes you wonder. Oh, whatever. I mean, we, I'm, I'm an Apple guy. Brandon's an Apple guy, and we get Apple shoutouts all the time. But they've really dragged their feet on this one, and it's not lost to me that they were like, "Well, we'd love to do a thing, but we don't we don't do that headphone thing." We, I know we're known for it, but that was years ago. No, we can't. Yeah. <laughs> Chips enabled, you just can't hear anything. Yeah, on my, it. my understanding is Apple phones at this point they don't even have the FM chips in no. them uh, because everything in Apple's proprietary at this point. Uh, that's a well, that's a gross knows. misstatement. So don't Whatever. don't take that as fact. But well, maybe those people listen to us in California, out in Apple world, can share some <laughs> some internal trade secrets with us over here on the fourteen. So so anyhow, yeah, they'll probably hit us up at any time. Never, never. So. But yeah, it's so funny. All these arguments are made like, well, consumers want to choose what they watch, when they watch all this stuff. And, you know, radio's dead and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, what do you mean? They're, they're just making all these arguments. Like, it's, it's, it's interesting to read some of this congressional stuff. And, you know, basically lobby groups or special interest groups that have gone and argued for these sides. And, you know, people don't mind paying for data. They don't mind using up their five more times your battery to listen to the same thing. Because it's yeah. streaming to you. That's the other cost effect here. Yeah. I mean, again, there's handshakes back and forth if you're if you're streaming it through your data versus right. a, a passive listen. Well, and the other thing they can do is they know where the fuck you are when you're streaming it through your data because it requires location settings. So it's not lost on me. You still know where the fuck you are. Your phone's on. Um, okay, fair <laughs> enough. I mean, that's, that's pinging the network regardless. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, fair I, enough. You know, I don't, I don't know. Um, Again, part of me, part of me says, you know, internet should just be available everywhere anyway, much like public broadcast radio and whatnot. Uh, as a society, I think it would benefit us. And if we got to that point, then yeah, radio is dead. Yeah, but isn't we, that the concept behind radio? Like we all, it's, it's funded and then they sell the wavelengths and it's all yeah. paid for. I mean, this, but, but th it's that's free. what I'm getting at is that it, the free internet access, I think well, is sort of free where we, for all intents and purposes for right. the end user. Um, I think we should get there. And then it, truly radio, as we think of it in AM FM terms is dead. Um, because the one thing you can't do is choose your content on, on a broadcast. You're you, hurting you feelings you over there in you national public radio land or I BBC. They, they got could pissed pivot off just and, fine and record these things and let me listen to them at my leisure in the order and they do both form. I want I, exactly. They already do. So they're not going to hurt. They they'll pivot just fine. No, they wanted people uh, to wake up and they go, okay, I'm going to do that gripe with Sirius and XM radio. No, I mean, there's something, I'm, I'm there's something you, about I'm your day you more than Netflix or anything else to listen to a variety of channels that I still have no control over versus I can just get on Spotify or Apple music and whatnot and listen to whatever the hell I please for less money. It, it would mess my no day up. Damn sense in my head. If I didn't listen to the things in the order that they're played for me and I don't have to think about that because I don't want to think I'll do that on the weekends when I'm listening to podcasts weekdays, I'm listening to NPR 
And it's just going to spit it out at its regular thing. I don't want to think about the next thing that's coming up. It's kind of fun, you know? Sure. If you like to be a slave to somebody else's schedule, but <laughs> that's not me, I suppose. <laughs> it keeps me in, 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 in sync. I set my watch by NPR's. No, it keeps me in sync. No, Thursday you know? at 7 p.m. I have to be at home with a cup of coffee. Grocery shopping. I know the, the six o'clock news is coming and whatever. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Uh, the generational gaps between us. It's not that. It's kind of funny that we do a podcast and I'm arguing for radio. <laughs> I mean, it's not lost on me. But yeah. anyhow. Yeah, it was good. So they tried this thing, right? Just to circle back around for folks. We'll put out a few more references out there. So they tried this thing. It was called the um, do-do-do-do. I was just looking at it. It was basically this app that would unlock the thing on your next radio. So it was an app that yes. could access the thing. And then just some, yeah, and folks, some of you might have this on your phone. You might not even realize it. Like if you download next radio, which Apple has removed from their environment. Um, Again, they don't have FM chips in the phones anymore. Right. So it's useless. So you were, you were um, saying some of the, uh, what the uh, galaxy Samsung, Samsung. Um, there's, there's a few, I looked up a list in 2021, at least in the U S market of, of phones. And there were only about 21, uh, phone models that had FM chipsets anymore in the United States, which makes sense. Uh, would have been nice if for they a number told of us. reasons, which I won't enunciate. <laughs> you didn't know it was there to begin with for the most part. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, you could get into the jailbreak and rooting communities. Right. Uh, way back when and unlock that stuff. And there were some apps for it, but you know, we're past that and we just need, <laughs> we need our infrastructure to catch up. There you so go. we don't have to worry about this since it's all radio anyway. It's just a different form and usage. There you go. Um, maybe that's the message. Like whatever happened to infrastructure week, <clears throat> former guy. Yeah. No, we got infrastructure week. <laughs> Finally <laughs> took about four days. Yeah. You know, cause we kind of need that stuff. This is a short week. Yeah. We, <laughs> well, just recently. But, but we digress. We digress. Now, for anybody who's following politics here in the States, they actually did pass a thing just recently, which was kind of nice. So, you know, it would be because there's a lot of places. I mean, I understand and can relate to these places that don't have internet or data or cellular because half the time my internet and dad and cellular don't fucking work. We're living a pretty big place. <laughs> they don't work to begin with. Yeah. They just throttle you down when they feel like it. Here, we'll sell you the. There are days. There are days. Oh man. It gets frustrating. <laughs> when we, I mean, we bitch about internet service and home internet service. It's terrible. At a hundred dollars a month. That just doesn't work. But then cellular. It's, it's, Sometimes oh, it's just as bad. Five you, bars. You, one bar, no bar. Doesn't matter. Doesn't you matter. have five bars. You have excellent signal strength, and what I don't have is any bandwidth whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, whatever. March on. <laughs> March on Jeff Bezos' sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> which may help with that. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, perhaps. <laughs> to, to reference some other obscure thing we should, that we should circle back to on the podcast as well at some point. Yeah, we will put in the notes. Uh, once there's any new developments, he's too busy flying his metaphorical penis into not quite <laughs> outer space. So, you know, it's really just a balloon ride up, but you know, there you go. Whatever. Get at it, Jeff. <laughs> Anyhow. So we probably, we're, we're not going to, so boom, this is it. So this Thursday, we'll put it out this th- Sorry, we were a day late last week and we're on the holidays. Might be late again this week, but anyhow. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, for everybody, we'll, we'll see you in the new year. Yeah. 2020 3.0 whatever 2022 we'll see you in the new year so 2023.0 there you go you want to leave it there
Yeah, I think that's a good place. All right. Everybody be safe. Okay. Until next time. Got questions? Need answers? Find them on the 14 Questions Podcast. Welcome to our podcast, where we, along with our frequent guests, will be answering your questions regarding a wide variety of topics, including current events, lifestyle, politics, and of course, popular culture. The 14 Questions Podcast is brought to you by Podhouse Media and Dive Pod Productions. Be sure to find us on the web at 14questions.org, on Twitter at The14Questions, look us up on Facebook at 14Questions, and of course, find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts.